0: Hello and welcome back to the Trucking Driver Podcast. Um, I'm joined this week by Matt Ireland, who's been running up and down the country. with uh, Well, he's been running all over Europe really, Matt. How are you? Tell our listeners what you've been up to, work-wise and everyone.
1: Hey Dougie, I'm good thanks. How are you?
0: I'm alright. I'm continually complaining about the freezing cold weather.
1: <laughs> but you are in Scotland, so that's to Yeah, expected. but it's probably
0: cold everywhere. <laughs> it probably, It's snowing in Peterborough today. Somebody messes me to tell True. me that.
1: Yeah. yeah, but it's been and, like... uh, my, my little corner of Suffolk has actually uh, avoided it. We've had quite a hard frost, but no snow. There's been snow in West Suffolk and uh, pretty much around here, but nearer to the coast we've got away with it, I think, thankfully, which is a, a, a good thing. I had enough of the snow this week, I have to confess.
0: <laughs> what have you been up to, work-wise? Because you've been all over the place. The last time we left it uh, on the podcast, you were just about to go and start your new job, so you may as well go and explain back to listeners what it is you, your new job um, entailed and how are you getting on with it
1: oh, I like the way you put entailed uh, entails in there that's uh, <laughs> quite a good pun I think so although it's obviously not a truck um, I still will go and drive them as of when uh, so at the moment I am driving a Mercedes Sprinter van delivering pets stroke commercial animals uh, to anywhere and everywhere at the moment I've only been out to Holland and back but uh, Every week, whereas there has there have been other runs done by other people, but timings and things like this. uh, Plus, I'm the new boy, so I can't go to all the all the best ones just yet. Uh, But they've had uh, Malta, Romania, Switzerland, uh, Ibiza. But I actually went up sort of your your neck of the woods this week. I went right up to Dune Ray, which I was. That's I was not... more than happy with actually because I've never been that far commercially. Dunray, that's a way
0: up in the very uh, northern coast of Scotland. That's not really in my neck of the woods any more yep. than like
1: Birmingham is. <laughs> well,
0: that's, so that's, you've been so you've been driving about in true, your sprinter yeah. van, you've been delivering people's pets.
1: Yes, mostly. Uh like I say some there are some commercial ones. For example, two weeks ago we met a van that had come from Slovakia in Belgium and it had eight police dogs on. They've been, been born and raised and trained there and then we, we bring them back into the UK and then they're collected uh, onto their new homes as such. But the Eurotunnel rules are that you cannot have more than five dogs in a van. So because there's eight, two of us have to go and pick them up.
0: Ah, I see. So, so that's, that's the commercial side of it then. Well, until you mentioned it, it wasn't something I ever considered really existed that there were services for people to go and like transport beloved pets all over the country. Um so are these people are they no, like, are they so doing like house moves and is it for working and stuff like that? What's the
1: Yeah, pr- pretty much. I mean, so like my first ever job for them, I had to go to Chelmsford, pick a cat and a dog up because the family there have got a free year contract in Baal in Switzerland, so they're they're off they're moving house, so the you know um, GB lines thing it was with, with the removal company in there to pick all that all that lot up and then the cat and the dog are being flown out you know separately to the family because they're, they're that's how they're getting out there. So um, but again it, I had no idea this sort of thing happened either. I just presumed that people you know if they move their pets get flown and you know I just never ever thought of the logistics of it. Uh, no, being so- where I am in Suffolk, uh, there's a lot of uh, US air force bases so you've got a lot of military personnel back and forth here and there you know again i picked up a couple of cats last the other monday um because they were then being stationed in japan so just take them on they're being flown out there and obviously you know if they're coming over here to start their service they're flying their their beloved pets in they normally come into europe frankfurt or amsterdam and then they're collected and, and bought, bought up up here in a van
0: i see so there's only certain airports that will cater for pets and animals
1: See, yeah, it seems to be. Um, it's mostly in this country. I think it's mostly Heathrow. Some stuff will go into to Manchester, and very occasionally, I think Gatwick. But I believe that's pretty much it. And from what I can gather, Old and Frankfurt are like the main transfer hubs, um, I suppose. But then they're they're kind of the biggest airports yeah, well, in, are, in Europe. I suppose
0: not. Not every airport would have the facility to deal with live animals arriving in crates. They're are going to need attention periodically you know they're going to need to be they're going to need to be let out to use the toilet and um have food and water and things so being if you have you got pets
1: yes we've got a that's why i'm up in the bedroom today to record this because Mm -hmm. we've got a 10 year old Staffordshire Bull Terrier Mm -hmm. who snores worse than me (laughs) (laughs) which is i know it's possibly hard to believe but he does so uh He's snoring away because we've took him for a nice walk today. So I had to get get away from him to record <laughs> this in peace and quiet. Ah, so
0: you, you're used. To, so you're used to dogs and things. So what's the protocols for this? Is that do you have to like stop? I mean, obviously you're in a van, so in theory you're not under tachograph regulations. But I guess you've got to stop every few hours for like to, for like feeding and let the dogs out and letting them like get a bit of air and things. I guess.
1: Yeah, for for, for humane reasons more than anything, you know mm-hmm. I it's pretty much like when I when I want to stretch my legs you know, I, I'll just stop you know, grab a coffee or something and just get the dog out for 10 minutes, let him have a walk about and a sniff about, try and have a wee mm. but I mean, a lot of the time with animals they, they're not too fussed about drinking too much water, especially in the winter No, you know, they, they don't need to drink too much no, water no, but- and, they, and they don't need to eat all the time so, and usually wherever we're picking up from, they've been fed and watered before, before we set off so, and if it's only a few hours, you can Kind of pretty much just go straight to wherever you are and and get get them out the other end sort of oh, thing right. and the, the job's the done. Pretty, such.
0: They're pretty chilled out because I can imagine some cats would take so. great exception to being put in a van and transported anywhere. So you, you, you kind of soundproof, yeah, soundproofed yeah. from so, the bulkhead. Yeah,
1: well, the, the uh, I mean, the, the vans have to be DEFRA approved, and mm-hmm. you know, it's not it's not just any old sprinter van. Yeah, so, it's properly insulated with air conditioning extractor fan you know it's met, it meets mm-hmm. defra criteria for the tra- you know commercial transport of animals so mm-hmm. luckily you can still hear cats sometimes through the insulation because mm-hmm. they can get quite vocal can't they <laughs> yeah they would do
0: i mind mean, this but I,
1: if i've got yeah. cats on I, I i i try and get there as quick as i can really because it's you can't take a cat for a walk can you so i don't know oh, you I could I there, the you could, you could, try, you could
0: try and go and <laughs> film it so we can all see it now I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend trying to take anybody's cat for I, a walk It'll just like break free and then yeah, you'll be like not chasing gonna... it around the motorway services or something.
1: Yes, I will not be that guy who's lost some millionaires' cat <laughs> at Keel services because I've tried to take it for a walk.
0: Sorry, yeah. Then, <laughs> that ain't going to be me. Yeah, then you'd be in the difficult situation of trying to find a replacement cat, you know, hoping that it wasn't one with like fancy dogs yeah, or a It's kind of similar, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, no, but that's it. Sounds good. They, so, what do you but, do yeah, for
0: what do you do for accommodation and things at night? Are you are you booking into hotels and things. Or, I guess you're not sleeping am, across yeah, you're not sleeping no sleep. across the seats of the
1: Mercedes van. Oh no, 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 definitely not. Those those days are long gone, thankfully. So, some of the vans have got a sleeper, and and the boys will do a night out mm. either in the you know either you know in the van or or they'll go to a hotel or if they're doing a particularly long run. They might do a night out in the in the van, mm. and then the following night go to a hotel, you know, just to sort of break it up. But yeah. with, with the sleeper vans, I think you've got a bit more of an option. But mine doesn't have it, so it's a hotel Sand. every night if I'm if I'm out. Well, it will have a
0: night heater as yeah. well in it, won't it? Have they got night heaters uh, in them as yeah, well? Yeah,
1: My van hasn't, but the ones of the sleepers must have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah mine hasn't, so. I don't. I don't. I don't need that. I've got. I've got a fan. I've got a jumper. Yeah, you'll be fine. That's all right. That you're getting booked
0: you're booking into hotels and things because it probably knocks the spots off an awful lot of lorry driving jobs at the moment, especially if you're running to. Yes. You're running to Europe. How have you found? <laughs> how have you found running to Europe and running into Kent in the wake of Brexit and things? Do you still need a Kent access permit and the coronavirus test and no. all that? Are you not in scope of that?
1: Need a need a need a COVID test. Mm-hmm. Uh, now it's, it's a little bit of a gray area because, because it's livestock, Mm -hmm. you have to go passenger side on the channel tunnel, but it's a freight account. So it can get a bit confusing for some people, Mm -hmm. uh, when you're trying to book in and things like that with the essential travel, how it is at the moment and so on and so forth. But all livestock apparently will go on the passenger side. So I don't have to go to Manston and I don't go freight side and get on a shuttle bus with twenty other people mm-hmm. or just sit in the van and, and go across and, and there's sort of at the moment there's obviously no queue at all. So yeah, no Kent access permit, that's anything over three and a half tonne or is it seven and a half tonne? I can't remember now. I think it, um, it must be over and three and, and I can and skip half. past all the queues as well. I'd have to go and check that. Um, I think so, yeah. It's great. It really is. I it's funny, I do miss I'd much rather be doing it in a truck. Mm. just because I enjoy driving them and I've always have and it's just but the flexibility and I haven't got to worry about oh you know I've got three minutes to find someone to stop and a prime example a couple of weeks ago I stopped for a bit of breakfast and I finished it and I got back in the van and I thought right how long have I been oh, <laughs> doesn't doesn't really matter, matter, no? because I'm not trying to make it I'm not trying to make it a quarter of an hour because it doesn't matter I can just get going I haven't got to think about it and it's it's one less sort of stress out of the job and uh, going to a hotel is, is obviously lovely, you know, sleeping in a in a proper bed and you've got a yeah. shower and a toilet and you know that you're not going to get your diesel nicked, you're not going to have your load stolen anything like that and it's just, it takes so much pressure off, it just makes the, the driving job a lot easier and a lot more, not so much enjoyable but just a lot less stressful.
0: Yeah, it sounds it sounds good. I would be quite um, I'd be quite up for having a go at that. That just sounds um, like a great little adventure, especially with. Well, has it just been dogs and cats so far? You haven't had any like um, reptiles or anything like that. Llamas. No, or not, not yet. Maybe giraffes gir- 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 with a hole cut out and <laughs> so with his head sticking at the sunroof. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, you'd have to get him a duck on the tunnel, I think, wouldn't you? Um, <laughs> they anything's possible. No, uh the boss's brother said he. He took a parrot at once, uh, and I got sent some photos just before Christmas. He took, um, I think, it was six griffin vultures, some other vultures, and some falcons out to Budapest Zoo. they Whoa. were going to be out there for a few months before that. Yeah, before they went onwards to Bulgaria to be released into the wild. So mm. there, there's even the scope for some, you know, some oddball things. And again, that's that sort of thing. You just you want to get it there as quick as you can because you're not going to. I definitely haven't got a large glove to, you know, practice my falconry and recall, you know, just going to get them in the van to the zoo as quick as you can. Yeah. Oh,
0: that's that's um, interesting. That falcons, I bloody big vicious things. I thankfully yeah. they would be in cages and you wouldn't be even having any like hand to hand like contact with them or anything, you know. No. <laughs> no,
1: exactly. Just just get just. And and the great thing is as well, you're not going to get the other end and say, well, oh, you're a bit early. You can sit there for four hours whilst we decide whether we're going mm. to take them or not. You know, people are people are always expecting you on this. You know, you're mm. not you're not turning up to somewhere and and being told, well, you're not booked in, driver. You yeah. have to go and go away for another day sort of thing yeah.
0: well you'll have to send us a, yeah. a couple of pages with, so we can mention it in the magazine what it is that you're up to I'll make an. it's not yeah. very often you know. I'll make exceptions for certain vehicles because we had Colin McCrae's Subaru and Pretzer in the issue that's on sale now mm-hmm. so I'll make certain exceptions yeah. for vehicles that aren't lorries uh, or trucks yeah. now and again you know so your adventures with dogs and cats in a sprinter van we might as well do a bit in the in magazine to go and show people yeah, what's cool. going on with it. maybe you could get like one of those little mini artics you know like a mercedes sprinter up with like one of those little <laughs> hospitality trailers and you can get them with yeah. like a wind deflector and like a set of stacks up the back see <laughs> i
1: see i saw one it was a, it was based on a nissan in belgium the other week uh, but unfortunately, it was broken down on the on the motorway. So because that would have made a fantastic. Oh, well like a time, mini Arctic, little, like a, a tiny Star. Nissan Mini Arctic.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: yep. With uh, spotlights on the roof, stacks, mud flaps. It all it was all going on on this little thing. Uh, but they they seem really popular in Holland. Though, those Mini Arctics. Yeah. Um, I don't really know what the advantage is to having them. I don't know. I've you seen know. I've seen
0: it done um, on the Iveco Daily because it's a bit heavier. I've seen it done a few times on those, yeah. and I've seen them pulling like little exhibition trailers, things like that. Uh, but yeah. I, I'm really not yeah. I'm not convinced about what the point is. I think I think that they're um, cool. Oh, you used to get them um, the Dodge uh, version, uh, the big Dodge van. You would get them on, and I've seen a Bedford CF as a mini Arctic as well, and a Bedford oh. CF. You can imagine what that would have yeah. been like. what well, if it had a diesel yeah. engine in it, because the petrol engine. Wasn't up to much in a Bedford CF, but I don't know. I find them like quite fascinating. <laughs> Curiously, I don't know what it is. I would quite like to own like a mini Arctic, and then yeah. put, you know,
1: put put like you, exhaust stacks you're, on you're it. You're not so- the only one because I've <laughs> I've always been intrigued by them because they, I mean, it's a good publicity tool because they stand out. Um, mm. What is the point of them? You know, what I is the actual business them. use of them? Yeah, for that. Yeah, they just can't be. I mean, I've I did I have photographed a few uh, over the last couple of weeks. funnily enough, just because I've seen them, and noticed them, so uh, mm. I'll have to send you a couple of photos of them. All right, I'm
0: gonna look, I'm looking this spotted. up now. Uh, mini Arctic, is this going to actually work? Uh, there's an Iveco Daily pulling a trailer. Oh, there's an Iveco Daily. Well, look, look at this enormous sleeper cab on that. Look at that. I I've seen. But that look in
1: at Germany, an Iveco that...
0: Daily, Mini yeah. Arctic, which has got an enormous like sleeper pod on it. it looks like an american type it's thing. like a home built what what must that be able to pull yeah. about
1: 300 kilograms
0: oh there's some wicked because, ones on here because that
1: same company <laughs> had a little Iveco <laughs> cargo with with a very similar type build and i have got a photo of that because Schleret. it was at the frankfurt messer
0: many years ago wait, wait a minute it's on trucking drivers oh, bloody pass. page <laughs> it's on the truck driver website. <laughs> it must be. You before, should, it must be before my. T- <laughs> it must be before my time. Well, I tell you, what, um, mini Arctic Mega Cab. But it's from Big Lorry Blog. Oh, there's no details. Yeah. It's let. Um, oh. uh, yeah, it was sent in from Holland. Yeah, so there you go. It's on my own website. I don't f- even know.
1: <laughs> I've got a feeling. Yeah, that that red one. It's got to. It's. I think it's like kitchens or or some. I'm sure they do something like that. Well, um, well there's a
0: crew camp yeah, daily there. Like,
1: so they have- That's wicked. Oh,
0: I'm going. Yeah. I need to do an article on mini Artics. Mini Uh Number point number one. What is the point of them? <laughs> Two. What yes. are they used for? <laughs> what are they used for? Three. Yeah. Where can I find one now that I've sold the Foden? Because my socket sets. Have, well, I've got an Iveco daily recovery truck which I don't really use that much, but I could go and get an Iveco articulated... You'd get the angle grinder out. I could do, aye. I could go and convert yeah. it, I suppose, aye. No, I need it. I would want, like, a sleeper pod oh, on Why it. not? Yeah. my often one. Oh. Mm.
1: Ben shared some photos the other day of a little Mercedes 814 that was a mini-Arctic. mm mm-hmm. uh, But it was a tractor unit only, and that... And, and if, honestly, I think if something like that came up and I could find someone to go in with, I would definitely buy one yeah. of them because that's my first like ever they fall into the truck, in inverted the, commas, as I said. That you drove an tunnel. 814. They were brilliant. They're like, yep, we'll, we drove an 814, 814, Brilliant truck that was. Then I moved on to an 817 after that on an R plate. Brilliant. Happy times they were. First ever European trip at 18. Really? If we're, 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 raft, did I we would have a, a, a sleeper on it. F- yeah, yeah, and they like a full-size sleeper cab as well, their, their little Mercs. Off down to Charms in France, and then two weeks later I went to Switzerland, so Germany went to. Oh, happy happy days they were, mm. they really were.
0: Yeah, sounds like Merc. a lot of fun, eh? Now, I see a that flying
1: f- machine, 70 miles an hour.
0: Yeah, well, that's the thing, seven and a half tunnels. When did the speed limiters come in for them? Because I remember like 2002, I worked for Plum Centre, and some of their older seven and a half tunnels didn't have speed limiters on them. So they would go out. They could be out in like the outside lane doing seventy mile an hour in them, which doesn't seem that long ago. But it is nearly twenty yeah. years ago now since the speed limiters came in. And um, it must have been my vehicle. Daily are two thousand, and it's not got a speed limiter. So I think it must have been O two that came in.
1: I reckon so. I can't. I can't remember now. But it's, it's just sort of part of it is. everything. It now, must isn't? be because it's I was so driving wrong, I
0: when I was doing a little bit when I. I mean, my last job. Before I got the truck and driver job, they had a seven and a half tonner DAF LF, which had a, a long body on it that you could get yeah. king span on, and that didn't have a speed limiter on it. So it could do 65 sort of it, it wasn't particularly high geared. It would do 65, maybe 70 on the red line, but the problem with it was it only had a small diesel tank, and if you if you tried to do 65 in it, the fuel economy would be so huge that you would lose all the time that you would make up because you would have to stop and put diesel on it twice that night instead of once.
1: <laughs> yeah. But
0: you could go tanking, but you could, it was unusual <laughs> because it was one of the very first DAF LFs, I think. Yeah. So it didn't have a limiter on it. And that was, yeah. a, uh, that was, that was quite good for Brilliant. tanking it past, tanking it past everybody until you realized that uh, you weren't going to make it back on the diesel that it had on it.
1: <laughs> the, the Mercs I had, uh, they both had twin tanks on them. So, had quite a good range, mm-hmm. diesel wise. Yeah, yeah. They're uh, tilt bodies. Tilt bodies. Proper proper truck. When was this? The nineties.
0: <laughs> this is yeah, going back. 90s, going yeah. back a, a bit now. We've got a tilt tra- an aztran. As- yeah. There's an aztran As- yeah. tilt trailer. Um, chap Dominic that drives a Renault Magnum sent us a few pictures of it. He runs to Europe a lot.
1: Works for Mister Skilton, doesn't he? Yeah, because I'm uh constantly berating him berating him with his Magnum because he loves it and I'm not a massive Magnum fan <laughs> sorry Dom I, I,
0: I do it's, a, it's a truck that I've never driven I know that Pollock had one and they kept them going for quite a long Ma- time the Magnum yeah I kept meaning to ask could I get a shot of it Yeah, um, but I never did I think Stuart Nichols maybe got one that's in preservation and I know that we have got a Magnum in the next issue of the magazine which is Renault's one which is restored very, yeah. it's one of the very first ones so it's got um, like wow. the manual uh, knockover gearbox in it, and it's got all wood panel yeah. dash trim, and it's got a tachograph which is separate to the mm-hmm. speedos and the rev counter. So it's really that was um, right, that must be about 30 years old. That truck, so I believe that's Renault's own vehicle. Well, it
1: won, I know, know one truck of the year in 1991. Mm-hmm. How, how can I be the editor of truck so, and driver um,
0: magazine when I've not driven a Renault Magnum? Actually, no, I need to write no, that.
1: I, write that wrong. Well, I'd say it's.
0: <laughs> you saying are you going to contend? I'm <laughs> yeah, not missing well, anything. You're,
1: you're bro- I was going to say, in my humble opinion, of course, you're not missing anything. I, I, the ones I've always have driven, I've always found to be a bit like driving a hovercraft. Um, just not found them comfortable and. I've just always thought that, that you've got this ginormous cab and nowhere to put anything. The storage on them. I've just found yeah, was well, that's terrible. the Yeah, that's the
0: same with the, the Renault it, range T Hi, now. An enormous cab with nowhere to put anything. That's just a Renault. Thing, yeah, I, a like, I suppose you've got to take into account the cab was so far ahead of its time because in 1990, when that thing came out, you could still buy like the old DAF 241 cab looking like the 3300. That was still about. And if yeah, you look at like a Foden yeah. 4000, um, or uh, like the ERFE series was still out then. So you look at the difference in technology with the Magnum compared to those older trucks. Uh, it, they were really groundbreaking. But I say it's not a truck that I've ever driven. Mm-hmm. Um, but they've always one that's quite fascinated me. So yeah. I've got that in the next issue. But Bob Beach wrote it up for us. Um, he wrote the story about the yeah. the truck. Um, I'm going to have to go and find it. I'm jotting that down as well. Renault Find the Renault Magnum and drive it yeah. because... I'm actually illegal to. Just
1: make sure you've got, make sure you've got a pair of gloves on when you get out, so you don't get filthy hands climbing down the side.
0: Well, right, I know because the steps at the back the instead of the is front, exposed. which has um, caught uh, yeah. more than one person out, I believe. And times gone many by. a driver
1: out. Yes, ah, that's one of my list of things. And to you can do always tell here. the Magnum driver in the calf because he's got, he's got filthy hands.
0: <laughs> I'll bear that in mind. Although I I'm thinking I don't see me going anywhere. I don't think I'm going to be driving any demonstrators or anything until March, because of the deadline before Christmas. My driver's CPC expired, and then I sent a check away for nine. Yeah, a check. The only thing I use checks for is once every five years to go and buy a tachograph card for nineteen pounds. So I sent the form yep. away, and I'd written on the I'd written the date on the form, but I'd written the check like a week after, but it was two weeks. At, it was two weeks until I posted the thing away, but they rejected it because the check was yeah. post-dated. So I'd actually, for like the first um, three three weeks of this year, um, I've been completely unable to drive trucks because I don't have a tachograph card or a valid CPC. But thankfully, <laughs> thankfully both the cards came back in this week, so I'm, I'm legal. I can't <laughs> see. Rarer like, to go. I wouldn't mind, but then again, it's not... The weather's been that bad, it's been that consistently cold up in scotland i was going to do the prostate cancer mm-hmm. run do 26 miles in january and i've got asthma so i can't run if the temperature's around about zero it's too cold for me i know that i'm that sounds pathetic but it's just the way that it is i'm not taking the chance getting a wheeze <laughs> a wheeze in my chest in the case i then end up catching coronavirus or something and it makes it a lot worse but it's just been cold for the yeah. whole month so by the time march comes in mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I'll be looking to go and uh, do so, go and do something, do some actual work again because I won't have been out since November. Uh, thankfully, I'm just yeah, trucking drivers. Were, well, trucking drivers have been keeping us really busy.
1: Yeah, that's good.
0: Well, we we'll had the issue, the rallying haul issue with the Subaru in the front, uh, and the purple Scania's as well. So yeah. that goes off sale, um, a week. Uh, that goes off sale on the 29th, and it's replaced with the the new issue. Which has got a lot of six-cylinder trucks in it, which is purely by accident. So the tagline for the issue is the joy of six. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but very good. I'm gonna have to go out and bloody shoot some trucks as well because by the time it gets into the middle of February, we're gonna start running out of material again. So oh, we're, gonna, we're gonna well, not that we'll completely run out, but I need to go. We'll need to go and get a few photo shoots done. Thankfully, I've got a few things on my doorstep, so I don't need to go too far. I've got an oddball Daft CF eight-wheeler. Um I've got some Volvo car transporters, I've got some crane lorries to go and do which are all pretty close by. I'm not gonna be going um too yeah. far too far away at the moment, although by the looks of the traffic on the road, like loads of people aren't really observing the lockdown, sort of essential travel only uh things. How have you found the roads this this year? Have they been pretty because it was it was bizarre for people back in March and April because there was nothing on the roads, but now the traffic levels are back to normal, and I think a lot of that's down to people yeah, don't, want just, to look after their kids in, in school.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. It's it's still slightly quieter than uh, just over a year ago, but it's there's definitely far too much on the road without a doubt. It's there's just not enough people paying paying any attention to it. Uh, I think they're just fed up and just. Just ignoring it, really. Um, But then, when you've got you know footballers flying to Dubai for a training session, yeah, that's uh, all. You know,
0: (laughs) it is. Well, they were talking this week. I'm wary about talking about coronavirus on the podcast because it dates it. uh, But they were talking this week that there's now a new, Mm -hmm. more virulent strain, which is extra um, contagious and more deadly and things. And I think the government's going to have a task on its hand to try and keep people. To stay and continue what they're doing because loads of idiots are going to get their first jab of the vaccine and it's only like a small percentage effective compared to getting the two jabs, but they're twelve weeks apart. So they'll go and get one jab in their arm and they'll be like, right. "Ooh, I could go and do that not now." And then if we get a sunny weekend in March, yeah. like the whole of the population is going to be like, "Well, let's all go and go and drive to Wales and go to the beach." Beach, yeah. <laughs> you just know this is yep. know this is going to. This is going to happen, and it's just going to drag on for for even longer. Um, but I think uh, they're going to have yeah. they're going to have problems once you start getting people one jab, two jabs. They're just going to be like decide to do whatever they want. And of, yeah. co- of course, it's uh, that just it makes life more difficult for the the lorry drivers who've kept going throughout because we've had a, a terrible start to the mm-hmm. year in terms of coverage for drivers. Because you had that well, there was a story about the horrible women who went and grassed in the John Lewis driver who was having a pee around the back of his truck. The first thing she thought to do was to video him and go and grass him in for it. And thankfully, a lot of the responses were, you horrible old boot. What are you doing that for to the poor guys? Pull my like flat out. And then there was other, what other story? Yeah. There was various other negative stories. Oh yes, Northwest, Northwest Motorway Police went and um, prosecuted a driver for eating crisps while driving his lorry. And if he was swerving all about the road and not paying yeah. attention, then it's fair enough. But they didn't say that. They just said they'd done mm-hmm. him for that. So it's like, what a horrible yeah. time to be a lorry driver at the start of this year, really. And of course, yeah. with the weather up here as well, it's been snowy that much. that It just causes absolute mayhem on the road network because um, people just aren't used to driving yeah. in it across all, even like there, lorry drivers. There was a hell things. of
1: a foot, full- you know. When I went up um, Thursday, when I left Perth mm-hmm. going to Inverness, and carry on up over the hills there. I yeah. can't think what they're called now, but there was there was a good five, six inches or so coming down, yeah. a bit sideways blizzard. The, the, the snow plows were weren't keeping up. The traffic was going really slow. And as it dropped down towards Inverness, I could see trucks mm. really struggling to get any sort of traction getting up yeah, the other those, side. But as soon as I got into Inverness, not a,
0: not a sign of it. Coming out, a huge hill coming up out of yeah. Inverness. You don't have much of a chance... And, yeah. that and that in and the snow. And, you know, it doesn't really matter. No. It doesn't matter if, you've, if you're still fortunate enough to have a manual gearbox. A manual can only do so much in the snow. You know, if you do get stuck, yeah. you might be able to, like, pop the clutch and get a bit of rock going. But the thing is, I yeah. think that there should be... I would like to see two driver CPC courses introduced. One's geography, a half-day course explaining to drivers. <laughs> I mean, fair enough, it's not going to be relevant for guys... Well, if it, you've got guys who know the road network like the back of their hands and it would be interesting for them to be on the course to go and talk and discuss it with other drivers who maybe weren't as experienced because there's too many people that are obsessed with following sat-navs and they've never learned where places are in Britain. They don't know where Birmingham is in conjunction to Manchester or Glasgow or Aberdeen. They don't know how far away places are and what roads lead to where. And I think that would be an interesting half-day course Mm -hmm. just to do geography of Britain's major road network. So you can just see it all laid out in front of you and can talk about the various bits and pieces of of it now because you've got direct vision, vision standard in London now as well, which is coming in, and that's going to catch a lot of people out. And the other thing I thought about our course was to talk about winter driving and adverse conditions because nobody teaches you anything about that with lorries. Um, you'll have done a lot of that with, yeah. with um, Trans Am when you've been away I guess yeah. when you were away in Russia and everything you would have driven a lot in snow in an Arctic
1: yes yeah but again they they deal with it a lot better out there as well they'll, they'll send just heaps and heaps of, of gritters and snowplows out but even Scandinavia as well it's just we don't have we don't have the prepared. well there's
0: nobody I don't know of any haulage fleet that run winter tyres on their truck in the winter because you'd have to take them off again all the trucks are running like low rolling (coughs) resistance tyres and it's good practice to run your tread down to the last couple of mil because that's when you're getting the best fuel economy out the tyre however They'll be useless. Um, but I do, ty- you do get tyres <laughs> yeah. that are marked like um, for mud and snow. And you do need like a good set yeah. of heavy blocks of tread to run in snow. I would love to try a truck with winter t- like proper mm. winter tyres on it, but I can't imagine there's too many people who are going to make that investment because you're going to have to take them off the truck um, come summer or they're going to wear out really yeah. quickly. You're not going to get the fuel economy from them.
1: Have you ever driven yeah. a truck and, and with we winter tyres? We generally don't have... Only mud and snows, I think. Yeah, it's not Yeah, not it's, not, it's, it's not the enough to justify um, it. Justify it, really. Um, but and we just don't have the winters here, do we? To to warrant buying a set, you know. Even even up in Scotland, it's a, yeah, fair bit of snow in some places, but not sort of four or five months of solid snow and ice, is there?
0: No, there's not. That's the thing. You would have to go and do some calculations <laughs> to see if it was actually worth it to go and do it. You'd have to be running like sort <laughs> of. You'd have to be running in it an awful lot, I would think. But I'd still be intrigued to see what they were, what they were like because winter tires on a car are amazing. You can the difference is mm. at night and day. Yeah. You, I can't, I can't recommend winter yeah. tires enough on your own vehicle because it's, it, it completely changes the way that you can drive. They're so much safer and so much more traction.
1: The van I've got is on winter tires.
0: Yeah. Oh, well, that will make a, yeah. a huge difference. You'll be so much more safer and secure on the road. Nobody tells lorry drivers yeah. when they pass their test how to drive in snow or adverse weather conditions. Nobody explains to them how to get the best out on automatic truck as well. And, of course, certain fleet spec gearbox software will fight against you because you need to know that you might yeah. need your diff lock, uh, that you might need to dump the air onto the um, dry, onto the drive axle, that you might need to raise your lifting axle if possible, and then you need to keep it in manual yeah. mode and not change gears. But there's never been, nobody's really taught any of that. You're just kind of, people are just thrown out the door and been like, just um, left left to get on with it. So I would like to go and, I would like to go and do those as a couple of driver CPC courses. I think they would be useful to people. I'd be interested to hear if anybody else agrees with me exactly. or cares on those two. Geography and um,
1: <clears throat> driving in adverse weather because, yeah, people just aren't, I'd certainly say an adverse weather one would be it would definitely be a good syllabus to do and again with the CPC the fact that you can just go and do five of the same ones and not learn a thing is just an absolute waste of everyone's time isn't it I mean
0: I did um, what did I do last year just before Corona all kicked in I did my operator CPC refresher which was 14 hours and then I did smart motorways which was seven hours with um, mm oh, what was the name of the company again Oh, I can't remember, <laughs> but they were really good.
1: Yeah. Well, I did my ADR and I've done my tank extension, so that gave me four days, and then I just did. I, I've done another day. I can't remember what I did now, but that that's that was all my all my five done again. So yeah, was, uh, it, But I've also done my explos- you've explosives. Done, you've done and explosives and radioactives as well. So um, you, did, you did explosives and radioactive. Yeah, and how, radioactive. Did you, how did you manage that? And there's because there's a couple of couple of companies on the coast here that do occasionally handle that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, and a friend of mine does the night trunk. He he. he needed to get his refreshed, and mm-hmm. so he sort of asked around if there's enough of us to warrant doing the course, and we got enough people together, and so we we did the, over the weekend. We did the uh, radioactives on the Saturday and exposed on the Sunday. It was oh, it was yeah. really interesting. Yeah, that week uh, It's a shame. None of it count, none of it cancelled the CPC, but yeah,
0: I did. That's how I got my CPC renewed. I did my ADR the other week with the RHA. Which was done it was all done online yeah. on the computer via Microsoft Teams. So we're just sitting there pretty much as we are as we are now. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the guy was sitting there and there was like four four other guys on the course. And it was alright, I quite like doing good training. If it's an interesting subject matter and it's a good trainer, mm-hmm. i c I'm quite I'll get quite a lot out of it. Um and I liked um I like it when there's good discussion going on between drivers and things, which is part of which is part of what makes the course good, and it did work. Um, if anybody's thinking about doing the ADR, yeah. that d- it did work okay. I got what I needed to from the course, but it wasn't quite the same as sitting in a classroom and getting like your buffet of sandwiches and nice cakes and everything brought in. And yeah. the interaction that you get wasn't wasn't quite the same. But I just did. I did. Um, I yeah. didn't do tanks this time because the chances of me driving a tanker are absolutely. It's not going to happen, minimal. but like there were a couple of guys that I, uh, I used to drive for that would do ADR. Uh, Drummonds was one of them, so I'm, I've got all my ADR apart from the, the explosives and things, and I got 21 hours from that, from the yeah. from the RHA. So if you're looking for CPC hours, ADR's well worth doing because you will get the hours for it, and then you also get a qualification at the end of it. <laughs> Anything else, we want to cover on this health
1: podcast yeah. today. Well, where did you the only other thing I was going to suggest? Mm-hmm. Uh, just on this the, the whole subject of health, uh, which mm-hmm. is obviously quite a large one. I'm always quite late to the party with modern things, uh, but we discovered just before Christmas a thing called geocaching, which is kind of like a treasure hunt, scavenger hunt type thing done with your phone. And you you basically get you download the app. And it will give you. It will show you near to where you are, and it will show you if there's like a little cash that you go and have to look for. Um, for cash, example, You're not talking about, about services. We're not
0: talking no. about cash as in money here. It's c a c h
1: e. No, no financial. <laughs> no. Correct. Yeah. No financial gain, unfortunately. But but it's just it's just a bit of fun. But it will just help get you out the truck or the van mm-hmm. or or anything like like I say. There's I know there's there's one either side at Clackett Lane, so if you pulled in for your 45-minute break, rather than just sitting there doing absolutely nothing, just take a little walk out to the to the car side, go and look for this cache and walk back. So, what, so what, what is the cash? What, it, lo- what is it you're looking something.
0: for? Do you need to scan something with your phone?
1: No, you just log it on your phone, as either found or do not or you didn't find. You just take a pen with you, because there's normally a log in there, and you just log your name. I mean, the thing, it could vary from... A, a common one is like an old camera film canister you know remember the little black canisters right one of them were rolled up or yeah or uh, an example near where we live someone's done a trail around like a footpath mm-hmm. two or three miles and they've placed six little elephants that you've got to find right um with a little with a little log book. yeah so it's just a, it's just a bit of fun but it's just also just gets you out and just a little bit more active you know rather than just sitting there doing nothing if you get out for 10 or 15 minutes a bit of fresh air stretch your legs and it's just you know, just a bit of harmless fun. I thought, it, you know, the chance there might be loads of people saying, oh, blimey, we've been doing this for 10 years or so. But I just thought I'd give it a mention because it's just, it just motivates me to get out mm. and, and get walking when I quite often just sit there and do nothing. So if I can help someone get out and do a little bit more exercise and... And stretch your legs for 10 minutes then it's been worth mentioning I think
0: yeah well if you do geocaching yourself please do get in touch um, uh, and tell us tell us about it because yeah it is useful to, if, to get people out and getting people walking about outside outside trucks and things well especially yeah and winter and things as well in January I'm so glad it's nearly the end of January
1: you know, there's been a few bulbs coming through the ground as well. Really? Uh, which is a little bit good keen, grief. I think, for that for the plants. Yeah, had certainly a certainly not here. But it's... <laughs> a few come through already. It's been quite mild.
0: I feel bad because I didn't do that charity run thing, but I guess I could just go and do it off my own back any time I please, you know. I can just once it warms up a bit I'll go. Yeah, I'll go maybe and do it. march. Yeah. yeah. Just go and do it anyway. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> Make a start.
1: Yeah.
0: Cool. Well when when are you back when are you back out in the road again?
1: In, so, in the van. I'll go to South Wales tomorrow morning. Uh, the van's got a defer inspection. I need to, funny enough, get a tyre changed. I had a blowout Monday on the way to the tunnel. So I need to get a new winter tyre put on. Did you change um, it yourself? And then from there, I don't know. I would have done, but no, there's no, no, there's nothing in the van. So I had to get Mercedes out and Good grief. come and get it changed for me.
0: <laughs> As a European truck driver, you know, you would be expected to go and change a, change a wheel yourself in a lot of cases. Yeah,
1: which I'd happily... No. And after two years as a tire fitter, I'm more than capable of doing it. But um, if I haven't got the tools to do it, I can't. know not much you can do if you're not. know much you can do if you have not got the, uh, a jack. In fact, you, yeah. you would
0: have thought that must be an option from Mercedes then. Like you wouldn't if Somebody won't have taken the jack out. it You must so. have to tick it as an option to say that you want a jack with your van.
1: Presumably, Bizarre. yeah. So I might see hmm. if I can get hold of one. Just it just saves me time, you know. But but better just, off getting. Better
0: off getting a bottle. Better off getting a bottle. Just the start of my week. Oh, well, so sounds all right. This yeah. is my week uh, is another exciting week of working from home, doing truck and driver stuff at this desk in my bedroom and going nowhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's uh, Reser- research in researching mini ar- artics. Researching mini mini artics and then um, seeing if I can line myself up a Renault Magnum. Yeah, that's uh, that's about the ex- that's about the extent <laughs> of it for me- for next week. I just sticking to. Sticking to yep. the magazine, really. But well, th- I thank you very much for your time again, Matt. I hope you have a great week out with the cats and dogs no, and the Mercedes you, Sprinter. And I shall be catching up with yep. you again soon. I hope so. Take care. Cheers.
1: You. Oh, thank you. Thanks for listening to the Truck &
0: Driver podcast. Please subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. To keep up to date with the latest news, 100% for drivers, visit truckanddriver.co.uk where you can also subscribe to the print edition of Truck & Driver magazine, which publishes on the last Friday of every month. The Truck & Driver podcast is produced by Sound Rebel. To find out more, please visit soundrebel.co.uk.